You're listening to The Word of Hope, a radio ministry of Hope Lutheran Church in Aurora, Colorado. Our preacher is Pastor Brian Wolfmuller with today's Word of Hope. Christ is risen. He is risen indeed. Hallelujah. In the name of Jesus. Amen. Jesus is risen to carry our prayers before the Father. What do you think of, we'll start here, what do you think of when I say prayer? What image comes to mind when you picture what prayer is? Hmm? I don't know what it is for you, but the picture that always is pushing its way into my mind is a person by themselves, normally outside, walking through a field of flowers while the summer clouds are rolling off through the blue sky. I experienced that kind of prayer once I, when I was up in Canada a couple of uh, a couple of years ago during the summer, and they had a preaching retreat, and we were staying at a uh, monastery, a Catholic monastery, and they had a prayer uh, garden with a prayer walk, and that's how it was. I was walking through the beautiful fields and through the forest, and they had these places to sit down, and I walked up on the hill and down and around and back, and then as you were getting closer, there was a sign, and it said, please check for ticks. (laughs) And I looked down and had a whole colony. I was collecting ticks all over. It was, it it required quite an inspection, in fact. It was, and that ruined that image of prayer for me, which I think is good. Because the image of prayer that the Bible has is quite different than that. You know, this peaceful conversation or this increase of intimacy between us and God. No, the the main two images that the Bible uses to describe prayer are first, the image of warfare. I mean, Paul says, take up the sword of the Spirit, which is the Word of God, and pray at all times. So that when we learn the scriptures, we're learning them so that we have things to pray. So that we know how to pray. When we pray, thy will be done, we're praying that our will would not be done. And most especially, that the devil's will and the will of the world would not come to pass. That, that's a, that's an act of of violence in prayer. When we stand up against the devil and say, Lord, let his plots come to nothing. Let him be destroyed. Let his kingdom shrivel up and let your kingdom come in its place. Prayer is a a military act against the kingdom of darkness. But the Bible gives us another image of prayer. And that is the image of a baby crying. (laughs) As newborn babes desire the pure spiritual milk of the Word. Every time we see a baby cry or a child come to their father, the Lord is teaching us how it is to pray because He has called Himself our Father, our dear Father, and we go and ask Him for things like dear children ask their dear Father. When Jesus teaches prayer, this is Luke chapter 11, He says, If you, being evil, know how to give your children good gifts, how much more will your Father in heaven also give the Holy Spirit to all who ask? And He uses those beautiful pictures, remember? What what father of you, if the child asks for a loaf of bread, will give him a rock? If he asks for an egg, will give him a scorpion? 
so we come to our Heavenly Father as a good and heavenly Father. In fact, that's how Jesus, us, Jesus teaches us to pray. When we pray, say, Our Father who art in heaven. And the picture there is of a baby in the arms of its mother or its father or a child coming to sit in the father's lap and asking for things that we need. And this is prayer. And this is what Jesus teaches us. Luther preached a beautiful sermon on this text a couple years back. (laughs) And he says that we learn in this text, in these words of Jesus, five things about prayer. Now, this is a beautiful and wonderful list to keep in mind, although we don't need to keep it permanently because he preached also a sermon the next year. And he said, we learn five things from prayer. And the list of the five things that year was different than the year before. (laughs) But he says that we need to know five things about prayer. And the first is this. The Lord gives us promises connected to prayer. Knock and the door will be open. Ask and you shall receive. Seek and you will find. Call upon me in the day of trouble and I will hear you and I will answer you. Ask, says Jesus in the text, in the Father, anything in my name and he will give it to you. And this promise gives us boldness. We would, in fact, never dare to come before our Heavenly Father and ask him anything except that he's promised to give it to us. I think the picture here should be, you've seen this movie, The King and I? Uh, that's an old one. Some of you are too young. Where with uh, and there was a king of Siam, and he was there. And there, remember, there was all this protocol with the king. When you went into the room with the king, you could your eyes could not be above his eyes, and you had to look down like this. And if you were to look up and in fact stand in front of the king, it would be a terrible insult. We see that picture in the biblical book of Esther. Remember, Esther was the king's wife, and she couldn't go and ask him for things unless she had an official audience. She was worried the king was going to kill all of the Jews, and, and Esther wanted to go and ask the king to change his mind, but she was afraid that if, if he, she was just to go into the king's presence and ask him for something, that she would be put to death. You can't just walk in front of the king and ask for the things that you want unless you're commanded to come, unless he has promised to hear you. And that is what Jesus has done for you in these promises. He's given you the promise that he will hear your prayer, that he will give you an audience, and that he will answer them. And so we pray with boldness. We would, apart from these commands and promises of prayer, we would never dare to go and pray. Or maybe, I think this is what we would do. If the, if the scriptures didn't give us promises of prayer, that we would maybe get together every five years and maybe we'd have a little voters assembly and we'd decide, okay, we want to go and ask the Lord for one thing and we decide what the most important thing we wanted to ask the Lord for. And we decide that that's the most important thing. And then we'd say, all right, pastor, you go and ask him because chances are he's going to die. <laughs> and you send him with the one petition before the Lord to take the chance of prayer. That, that, that's maybe how we would pray, except for the Lord has given us these promises. Ask and you will receive. <laughs> so we pray with boldness. We, we, we go before the Lord's face with confidence. And this is the second thing with prayer. The first thing is the promise. The second thing is faith. We trust that the Lord hears our prayers and answers them. We believe these promises. 
And so we approach the throne with the boldness of faith. The third thing Luther mentions after the promise and after faith in the promise is that when we pray, we ask for something specific. Jesus teaches us this when he teaches us the Lord's Prayer. The seven petitions there are asking for things. That the Lord's kingdom would come. That his will would be done. That the Lord would grant us a piece of bread to make it through the day. And all of these sorts of things. Now, I've heard prayer taught and preached in the opposite of this way. People say that prayer is not just us going to God for and asking Him for something, but rather people understand prayer in terms of intimate conversation. So we go to prayer to get to know God. Not true. If we want to know the character of God, and we want to know what the Lord is like, we open the Scriptures, and we read His Word, and we learn of His kindness and of His grace. But people say we shouldn't go to God and always be asking for things. But that's not how the Bible teaches us to pray. If you're not asking for something, you're not praying. (laughs) If you're not petitioning the Lord to give you the things that you need, then you're not praying. And this has to do with the fourth thing. Desire. We have to want the things that we pray for. We have to ask for the things that we feel a need for. This is why Luther says that suffering teaches us to pray. Because when we suffer, we learn the things that we don't have. We learn the things that we need. And it, and it bends our knees and brings us to asking the Lord for the things that we need in this life. Jesus says, ask and you will receive so that your joy may be full. So we ask this question, and this is a a good question for us to reflect on today. Is my joy full? Am I completely joyful? And if the answer is no, which it is, (laughs) then that means we keep praying. See? So that the Lord would teach us through our sorrows And through our temptations and through our struggles, the Lord would teach us to pray. Oftentimes in this life, I I think this is a big thing for the church. We think of desire, wanting things. We think of that as a bad thing. And desire is not a bad thing. It's what you want. If you desire something sinful or you desire something that the Lord hasn't promised to give, then that is a bad thing. But if you desire the Lord's promises, if you have a longing for the things that He wants you to have, if you have a a want and a desire that the Lord would fulfill all of the promises that He's spoken, that's a good thing. So that if you want the Lord's name to be holy, if you have a longing for His kingdom to come, if you have desire that His will would be done, then these are the godly desires behind our prayers. And then there's a fifth thing. The the promise, faith, asking for something specific, having a desire. And then the fifth thing that Luther mentions for prayer is that we pray in the name of Jesus. We know that apart from God, apart from Jesus, God is angry. He's he's full of wrath. God, God is our enemy apart from Christ. 
Apart from Christ, our future is hell. Our hope is destroyed. Our life is wasted away. But in Christ and in His death and in His resurrection, this wrath of God is appeased. And now God is our Heavenly Father and our friend. And this is this picture of prayer. God, our Father, hearing our prayers. I mean, remember, we deserve God's wrath. We are like the child that's broken the lamp. Now, I know probably none of you ever broke anything when you were growing up at home. So you'll have to imagine how this was. Imagine breaking something at home, and now your parents are coming, and, and they're going to ask, you're going to ask them the question, are you mad at me? I think this is the question that our sinful flesh brings to God, the Father. I mean, we've done something so much worse. We've lived as God's enemies. We've despised His gifts. We've broken His commandments. We've destroyed His universe. And understood rightly, we would know that God is mad at us. That Adam and Eve had it right when they heard the sound of God in the garden and they ran to hide from Him. But remember, the Lord has promised to promise to hear our prayers, and so we venture to ask the question, are you mad at me? And the answer is, no. And this is what the promise of the cross is, the promise of the death of Jesus. God is not mad at you. His wrath is spent. His anger is dried up. Jesus drank this cup to the dregs. He drained it. So there's not a single bit left for you. Not a single bit of anger. Not a single bit of frustration. Not a single bit of, how, how wonderful is this? Not a single bit of disappointment. But the Lord loves you. He, he delights in you. And He loves to hear your prayers. Remember how last week we talked about how heaven is like a court and, and the devil wants to bring, be there and bring all of our sins before the Father's face? But now Jesus has come with His blood and His righteousness and now the devil has been removed from the face of the Father. So now, if your sins aren't being brought before the Father, what is? And this is the beautiful, beautiful truth of the resurrection and the ascension. And this Sunday in the church here is that instead of your sins coming before the Father's face, your needs come before His face. Instead of all the things that you've done wrong coming before the Father's face, all the things that you need for this life and the life to come. Instead of the devil carrying before the Father an accusation of what you've done wrong, Jesus carries before the Father's face all the things that He knows that you need. <laughs> and the Father hears those prayers. And He answers them. So we pray. We pray as dear children, speaking and asking to our dear Father in heaven. Because we know that He loves us. And we know that He cares for us. And we know because of the death and the resurrection of Jesus that He delights in us and loves to hear and answer those prayers. Amen. May the peace of God, which passes all understanding, guard your hearts and minds through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen.
We hope you were blessed by today's Word of Hope. Hope Lutheran Church is located at 1345 Macon Street in Aurora, Colorado. Their weekly schedule is as follows. Sunday morning worship at 9.15, adult Bible class and youth Sunday school at 10.45 a.m. On Tuesday mornings, there is a matin service at 8.30 a.m. with a Bible class to follow at 9.30 a.m. You can find out more about Hope Lutheran Church at www.hope-aurora.org. That's www.hope-aurora.org. Until next time, may the Lord bless you and keep you in His grace.